Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. Last week, last episode, we talked about Christopher Columbus, how he is a controversial figure in American history. And so we wanted to kind of continue along those lines and talk about cancel culture. Like, how do we deal with uh, controversial figures? Or because we've already canceled Christopher Columbus. We've already canceled Columbus. So, so I mean, yeah. how should we view like other people who may have done some horrible things, um, but they also had some successes um, in their lives that we tend to celebrate? The words cancel culture um, are, are kind of being thrown around a lot in our day and age. And so the the idea of cancel culture is that you basically don't want to have anything else to do with these people. Right. Like they're, you're, out. they're out They're out. We're no longer um, supporting them. We're no longer celebrating them. We're no longer buying from them if we're talking about. Right. Um, companies that they are basically dead right. to us and we don't want to we don't want to do have anything to do with them anymore based upon what they have done or what they are currently doing so well, brother william can you give us some examples uh maybe historically or maybe even that's going on now to where you see council culture being an issue sure i i think probably the obvious one that we're seeing the the most, at least happening um, in the news all the time, is the tearing down of Confederate statues. Yes. Right? Um, and so, I mean that that is a, a cancel. We we don't want to have anything to do with these men. We don't have anything to do with this soldier. We don't have anything to do with this general, this whatever, this leader. Um, and right. so, I mean, just this, we just want to com- completely cancel that, get rid of that, right? And so, I, th- I think that's a pretty obvious example of. Um, why this is happening? In fact, I'm I'm wondering if even some of our terminology has come uh, from that. Although I think cancel culture was around before we started tearing down statues. I just think we put but, a name to it, now. right? Yeah, and so uh, so that that's I mean that's a pretty uh, clear example. I mean, one that we've seen a lot in kind of evangelical circles is um, kind of the canceling of the Puritans. Yes, uh, particularly guys like uh, Edwards and Whitfield because they own slaves, uh, and so it's kind of like we're going to get rid of them. They were terrible. They were awful people. They owned slaves. And so we don't want to read their books. We don't want to listen to their sermons. We don't want to hear their ideas. Uh, we're going to cancel. We're going to cancel those guys. That's actually true of a lot of folks in church history. Yes. Um, uh, you could throw Calvin Luther in there uh, because of his anti-Semitic thoughts. Um, would be somebody that many have kind of said, we need to stay away from Luther. We need to avoid... Uh, what he t- what he taught. So I, I think those are just kind of some some examples. What are some other examples that maybe you would throw in there uh, with um, just kind of examples of cancel culture? Yeah, I would just give an example coming more from the the right. Um, so recently, the president of the United States encouraged his um, supporters to 
cancel Goodyear. Um, Goodyear Tires had a policy to where um, they um, eliminated people wearing like Make America Great Again hats, you know, mm-hmm. the hats the that, hat. with his mm-hmm. slogan. But they also canceled like Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter apparel too. <laughs> but he wasn't happy about MAGA right. hats being um, Goodyear's forbidding. The, apparently Goodyear's <laughs> taking the whole like, let's just offend everybody yeah, approach, we're, right? We're, we're just going to offend everybody. Actually, they're, they're trying not to offend anybody, but oh, in yeah. the process. Offending everybody. Right, they yes. offending everybody. Yes. And so he... He told his supporters to to um, ban Goodyear tires. Don't buy them. Go right. go go buy other tires. Cancel them. He's going, we're going to go straight up cancel them. Uh, we also see um, how Planned Parenthood they have remo- um, changed the name of a clinic in New York. Um, their founder Margaret Sanger is a well known eugenics mm-hmm. um, believer. Um, yes. The idea that. Um, certain races are just naturally better than other races and that right. we can we can actually manipulate genes in order to make um, a master race. Uh, there was the example of Kate Smith, who was an actress and a singer um, in the early 20th century. Uh, there's a rendition of her singing God Bless America, and some sports teams had to cancel that out because she had other songs um, that was written during that era that was... Um, considered racist um we probably need to get probably yeah, further a, into I mean, it fa- later on it's a but, fascinating story I yeah because you were telling me you know more about it earlier and i'm just thinking that is odd yeah know, we'll, we'll talk like. about that a little bit later when we talk go a little bit deeper into okay. the right, for right. and against of council yeah, culture sure but we also have someone like even mlk Right. Um, there are some people who don't know how to really handle MLK. You know, we want to mm-hmm. uphold his fight for civil rights, but we we can in evangelical circles we can look at some of his beliefs yep. and say that they are not consistent with our faith. Um, things like the virgin birth or substitutionary mm-hmm. atonement or the he deni- bodily he denied those. Yeah, he denies right. mm-hmm. you know bodily resurrection of Jesus. And so how how can you uphold him for civil rights when he doesn't hold to the basics of our mm-hmm. faith? Right. And so, you know, those are some other examples of uh, cancel culture. Like, should we throw the baby out with the bathwater or right. can we uphold um, the good while also denouncing the bad? So what would be some of the arguments that you would give for this idea of cancel culture? Well, I mean, I think one of them is at least an attempt to be honest about the past, right? I mean, so instead of kind of holding up people and saying these are perfect heroes and they, you know, these are these are these perfect people, like there is an honesty, it seems, that is going on to say, hey, look, let's just recognize that everybody had flaws and everybody had problems. Nobody was perfect, right? And so... I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we need to recognize that uh, because it, at times, even as we talked about with Columbus or with other historical figures, you start whitewashing or you start, um, I mean, essentially you start removing flaws and removing problems and removing difficulties so that you have these figures that look larger than life and better than you could ever imagine. 
and yet, at least biblically, we know that's not true, yes. right? We know that we are all sinners, you know, and so, I mean, just some basic basic Christianity teaches us that everybody's—and and even those who are not necessarily Christians are going to understand that nobody was perfect, and so yes. this idea of kind of elevating people to this uh, place of perfection it was, was a bad idea, and so I think cancel culture is at least trying to kind of recover that. Uh, so, so kind of this— uh, being honest about the past, not exalting people to a place where they probably don't need to be. Uh, I, I think those are helpful ideas. Right. Would you add any there, or what would you say about uh, perhaps uh, some of the negatives or arguments against cancel culture? Yeah, I'm going to kind of mold a couple together. Um, okay. And and you kind of hit on it when you said honest about the past, but Kind of the the pushback to things like removing Confederate statues is that you are erasing history or you're trying to erase history. Um, these things happen. People just really need to 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 get over it. Um, we're not necessarily saying the things that happened were okay, but what we're saying is is that they happened and, and we have to have a way in which to to convey this history and the statues are part of that history. The pushback to that would be, well, you're not necessarily telling history, right? And we kind of dealt with that with, Mm -hmm. with the whole uh, whitewashing of history that we did last time. I think another problem with that, and this is where I want to kind of go back to the whole idea of Kate Smith is that we end up holding people to today's standards now, we have to be careful in saying holding people to, to today's standards versus different standards because, like, some things are always wrong. Right. Like, we would a, say abortion is always wrong. Yes. Murder is always wrong. Yes. Adultery is right. always wrong. There are some things that are always wrong, but there are some things that can that we have to look at the context in order to identify whether or not something is um, right or wrong. So with Kate Smith, Kate Smith, uh, once again, she had a rendition of God bless America that she sang that a couple of sports teams used during pretty much many of their home games. And so people saw that she had songs out. And one of the titles of the song is this is why darkies were born. Mm, And so you look at the title of that song and it's immediately just (laughs) horrible. Right. That's not. And then you read the lyrics of that song and you realize that these lyrics are horrible. But when you dig a little bit deeper and I'm not saying I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. And this is the mm-hmm. problem is that because right. we're not in the right context, we don't know if it's true or not. Well, well the, the, some of the context that people are arguing for, are they're saying that, that that song was meant to be a satire against white supremacist thoughts. Ah. And you can read, you can read the lyrics of the song and you can read the title of the song and be like, it's that terrible. is yeah, it's terrible. Awful. But it's quite possible that it is a, sat- a satire right. of white supremacist views. You even said that the songs perhaps were written by an African American. by an African American man who actually wrote these songs and wrote some of the other songs that people had a problem with. And so if these songs were meant to be satires, but we've lost that meaning over right. the years, it's, it's wrong to hold her to the standard or hold those songs to the standards, and they didn't have the meaning then that they mm-hmm. that we would look back and have now. If we don't go back to the context and try to figure out, 
hey, what 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 was really going on here? Right. Was she yeah. was she trying to be a flat out racist, or was or was right. she making fun of white supremacists and their views? And she could essentially be she's being canceled for an idea that she actually rejected. Yes, and was rejecting with her art. Right. I mean, she was using her art as a way to satirically poke fun at white supremacy. Yes. Show the man. Like you, you think about yeah. like now, uh, like the movie Get Out. I don't know if you are familiar with it or I cannot or not. Say that I am uh, familiar with well, that one, one of the yes. Key and Peele guys. Um, okay, yes. He uh-huh. he's a like a really good director now. He came mm-hmm. out with a movie called Get Out, where like uh, black people are coming to this town and their bodies are being taken over by white people. Uh, and but but if if somebody like fifty years from now mm-hmm. were to look at that and not realize that he's he's maybe telling a story about some of the um, injustices or right. historical injustices of black people through through that medium. But they mm-hmm. look at it now and say, you know, 50 years later and say, and that's kind of racist. Right. Like you, you, you are taking it from its historical context and you're right. taking away the meaning of it without understanding what he is trying to, what he was really trying to convey. And I, and I think that that's a possibility. I'm not saying that this is a- absolutely the case, but when we start to to go further back, when we start to get removed from the historical context and we and the meaning doesn't necessarily travel well with it, mm. then we can start counseling people when they actually had the right. opposite yeah. um, view. Mm. Another uh, kind of, another um, uh, argument for it, I guess, are... Or against it, whichever way we're we're trying to talk about this yes, now. I, 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 I kind of lost an against, yes, <laughs> right? An argument against, against cancel culture yes. is that we end up addressing things that are really non-essential. Yes. So like, give us the obvious example of this. Yes. Currently, the obvious example of this is the the idea of changing Uncle Ben. Mm. Like the minute rice. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Changing Uncle Ben or Aunt. Jamama from the syrup bottle, mm-hmm. the uh, and the pancake mix. Yes, the idea of, of changing um, these images from from you know the packaging, mm. and so this one is this is another example of kind of losing the historical context, right? Because the the argument some people have is that these are obviously these are racist. Right. You, you know, look at those. And you're right. Like, That's racist. Yeah. They're portraying people who are servants who probably were slaves and they're portraying them in a way to try to sell um, rice or sell pancake mix and the accessories that go with pancakes. Syrup. Right. <laughs> accessories. Syrup. Right. Syrup is That's the a main fancy accessory. way to talk about syrup. Right. <laughs> it's very fancy, intelligent way to talk about syrup. Oh, wow. The accessories that go accessories. with accessories that go pancake with pancake accessories. <laughs> right. No, and so, syrup. And so syrup. you start to. Like people are saying that we were trying to honor them, but other people are saying these are clearly racist. Right. But c- can we go back and say which one is actually telling the truth? Yes. It's possible that you can go back and, and do that, but it's also possible that you can't because you're so far removed from when these things were right. actually put in place. But then on, on top of that, like, are we addressing what really is the issue? Right. So this is what this is what I see with that one is that you have all these kind of white people who are responding to kind of the current climate and they are so upset about uncle ben and they are so upset about aunt jemima and then you have african-americans who are responding with that's not what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) 
we we didn't ask for all of that. Right. <laughs> like, like we don't need to do all that. All we want to talk about is maybe let's reduce some police reform. That's right. Like no. this is more important than, yeah, than Aunt Jemima and, and Uncle yes. Ben. Let let let, let <sighs> us focus on some things. Let's focus on some some serious issues of injustice. Yes. Right. Instead of Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. Right. Because. Yeah. You changing that is not going to change my uh, right. And so it's it's kind of like you have the black Americans saying, "Hey, we need to deal with pr- police brutality." Yes, right. White Americans responding, "We are going to deal with Uncle Ben right. and Jemima." Right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Be happy like, with that. Uh, right. That that's what that's how we're going to handle that. And it's like, wait a minute, that is not what we're that trying to deal with here. Me. Yes. Okay. Like your leg has been chopped off. Let me give you a band aid. Right. Like, yes. No, that's not yes. going to help me that's right not now. What I need. So yeah, argument against cancel culture is that we end up focusing on the wrong things instead of the the reforms that may actually help us come right. together. Right. Which is, I mean, which really is, I mean, it's, uh, we're going to cancel this so that every, and everybody should feel good now, right? Everybody yes. should be okay now when we're actually dealing with something that's completely unrelated right. to the, to the problem. All right. Uh, interesting, interesting stuff. Okay. So, um, so let's kind of switch gears just a bit. What is the, I mean, what's our biblical response? I mean, and, and really this stretches back and we, we talked a little bit about this with Columbus, but I mean, like, what is our biblical response to how we deal with um, the past? I mean, people's past, figures, yes. historical figures. I mean, how? what do we do? Uh, how, how, what is the right way to approach that? I think the first thing, and you may have hit on it already, but it, just a reminder that we're all sinners. Yes. And we're all sinners, say, by grace. So in everyone's background— there's going to be something that is horrible in the eyes of God. Yes. And so, but through Jesus, through Jesus, we are redeemed. Yes. And so there's going to be good and there's going to be bad in most people. Mm-hmm. Right? Most people are not going to be all bad in most people. And no one besides Jesus is going to be right. all good. And an example of that from the Bible would be, King David, right? King David, the um, second, third king of Israel, um, Judah, mm-hmm. and King David was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, started off well, but um, the story with Bathsheba. Bathsheba takes another man's wife, commits adultery, has a baby, tries to cover it up, um, doesn't work out. So he has the husband killed, and he mm-hmm. takes Bathsheba as his own wife. David did other things. He counted the the fighting men against God's wishes and the plague mm-hmm. came across uh Jerusalem and killed thousands upon thousands right. of of people, had um just <laughs> too many wives yes. uh just yes. already before he even takes Bathsheba. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you see King David who who is a man after God's own heart, but he did some horrible some really horrible things um, that no one would say is all right, and the Bible wouldn't right. I mean, say like, like that it's okay. He is clearly a Bible. If you just if you just almost had it had like the list of his sins written out and didn't really know, he would. Cl- and you said, okay, is this a good guy or a bad guy in the Bible? Right. I mean, you would clearly say terrible guy, terrible guy. Right. This guy is awful. He's one of the enemies. He's probably not even an Israelite. Right. Yes. I mean, he's got to be one of the bad guys. 
Uh, and and definitely, I mean, in, in using the language that we're using today, you, you cancel him. You cancel him, right? He's out. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't follow that yes. guy. You don't listen to that guy. And yet, and yet, King David is the standard by which most, if not all, of the other kings of Judah are measured. That's right. So when when other kings are introduced in the Bible, it, it especially when you're dealing with the kings of Judah. It's mentioned he did not follow the Lord as his father David did, right? Or he did not follow the Lord as mm-hmm. his father David did, yep. And so David is the standard by which the Bible measures the rest of the kings. Not saying that God is saying these things that he did wrong were okay, because God actually punished him right. for those things. He actually it's a got serious punishment part for of, those of things. David's story, right? Yeah. But we we can David can be punished for the wrong that he did, but he can also be upheld for being a man after God's own heart, a king after God's own heart, and and a type of the king who will come in Jesus Christ, right? Hmm. And so David would be an example that I would throw out. And I would say that most people in the Bible who are talked about in in any extensive way, um, you're going to have that problem, that they're going to have some serious things that they did wrong, but they're going to also have some things that we can celebrate as followers of Christ. What would you add to that, brother? Well, I think just kind of building on that, what you just said there, You've got a chapter in uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, right? The faith yes. chapter. And you've got all these people listed. And and I, I mean, I think it, you have to read Hebrews chapter 11 as the author of Hebrews, inspired by the Holy Spirit, saying these are people that you should imitate, right? These are, they did good things, they, they did some great things we should Im- imitate. Um, and yet, we could also go th- work our way through that list and see sins in all of these people. Yes, I mean just just for example, you know, one of the names that's listed is Noah. Oh, uh, who was great and everything was good until after, <laughs> until afterwards he was uh, <laughs> drunk and naked in his tent. Right? I mean yes. that's how that story uh, turns. And so you've got this terrible thing. You've got Abraham lying, taking another woman to be his wife because he's impatient. You know, waiting on God to uh, fulfill His promise uh, to have a child. Um, David is mentioned there. I mean, David is mentioned there, and we've already kind of walked out, walked through some of the different things. And so you have all these guys uh, that are mentioned, and yet you can still come up with reasons why technically we should cancel those guys or we should not pay attention to those guys. Yes. And so you kind of leave your. I mean, you're kind of scratching your head, going, "Okay, well, what is the, what what is the, um, what's Hebrews 11 uh, really trying to teach?" And I, I think um, we're actually helped in Hebrews 13. Um, where the author says this, this is Hebrews 13, 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life, and imitate their faith. Yes. So I, I think that's exactly what he's calling for us to do in Hebrews 11. You, you remember these leaders, you remember these people. Now, I mean, obviously here he's talking about people who lived during the, the lifetime um, of his audience, but, but you remember these guys, you remember these people in history, and... You don't necessarily imitate their actions, right? You, you don't hold up all of their actions. You don't. You don't. You don't go to some, and you, and you don't necessarily even try to explain away, like yes, because it, it's it's kind of what you see with David. I mean, you, you almost have this tendency to want to say, well, you know, I mean, a, a man's going to struggle with lust, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, yeah, right? You, you don't do have that. to take another man's wife and then kill the man, no. right? That is not, I mean, that is not a, let's just try to explain away and, and act like David's sins was no big deal. No, like, he was a real sinner who 
uh, was really forgiven by God, you know, yes. and and so the the thing that the thing that the author of Hebrews is calling us to imitate is David's faith, right? You right. imitate his faith. You imitate Abraham Abraham's faith. You imitate uh, the faith of Moses. The faith, and, and again, Hebrews eleven is the faith chapter. I mean, that's what we call it, right? And so I, I think that that is applicable to what we are dealing with today. Now I know in a lot of our kind of a historical figures, we're not necessarily dealing per se with Christians, you know, and so yes. there there may not be some faith to to imitate. Um, but if you even in those types of situations, I think you can say there are there are good things that men did, and so we can listen, we can learn from that, we can see their examples, uh, we can try to follow that, not as a way to earn our way to heaven or as a way to hey we don't need Jesus. We would never, I mean, as Christians, we would never say that that's the right approach. No, but but we can look for faith, look for good things, try to imitate those things. Right, while at the same time saying no to and and clearly rejecting their sins. Yes. So I mean, I mentioned you know the Puritans earlier, or a Calvin, or a Luther. Like we we can hold up the good teachings of that those guys did, the writings that those guys did that were helpful, while at the same time clearly saying that anti-Semitism is horribly wrong. Right. Clearly saying that. Um, uh, slavery is evil. Yes, right? I mean you you can clearly say that while at the same time saying uh, they 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 were good teachers. There were there were aspects of their faith again following the language there in Hebrews thirteen that we can imitate. Yes, um, only in so much as it points us to Christ and draws us to our our Savior again. That's what Amen. the author of Hebrews is saying, right? Look to Christ. Look to uh, to those who had faith in Him and how they uh, did that. And so. I, I think that's a helpful kind of now that that's hard, very much so because you, you you've got to think through. It, it's not it, again part of our problem is and and you and I have talked about this. We we're not real good at kind of critical thinking. No, we want black white. We we want to decide was David good or was David bad. Yes. Do I do I like David or do I hate David? Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's where we are in our culture. I yes. Mean, like that's we we want that about every single historical figure. You're either right? good or you're evil. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're either you're either going to hold them up as this great person or whatever, or you're going to. Treat, cancel them. Yeah, you're going to cancel them. <laughs> yes. You're going you're to turn them out. And so, I, I and really, the truth is, both of those are wrong. Right. You hold them up as some perfect person. Well, they're never going to, that's not right. No. Um, you will and, find something on them sooner or later. That's right. And then this cancel idea of we can't, there's not anything we can learn and we don't even listen. And we, I mean, we're just going to erase the history if you want to use that language. I mean, that, that, that's a, I think that's a poor response as well. Yeah. We have to do a better job of thinking critically, of, of being able to, uh, separate the wheat from the chaff, if you will. Yes, um, be, being able to see the good things, the the ways we can imitate uh, their faith, and so, um, so yeah. Uh, other any other biblical principles that you would, or what would uh, maybe um, shift a little bit? What what's our diversity resource for? Today? Yeah, you know, you you were talking about thinking critically, and and what I appreciate about this resource is that John Piper. He really did think through kind of how we should deal with some of these things um, in the context of Confederate memorials and kind of Southern culture, Southern history. And I think he did a great job of kind of laying out some some recommendations on how we should think through um, who we celebrate, um, Mm -hmm. whether we should celebrate them and how we should celebrate them. Yes. And so the, the title of the article is on Desiring God. It's called Charlottesville, 
Confederate Memorials and Southern Culture. Charlottesville, Confederate Memorials and Southern Culture. And I will put the link in the notes this time. Right, right. <laughs> Hopefully we're, we're getting those to you as right. quickly as we can. Um, great. So that's a good, that's a good uh, diversity resource there. Um, and I think some others are doing, are doing some good jobs of trying to help us think through some of these issues. Yes. You know, and probably maybe something we should add here uh, before, we, before we move on is that um, this is another reason why the local church can be so helpful. Yes. Because you, you can think through these things poorly by yourself. Yes. Now, I mean, you can think through these things poorly as a church. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that can happen too. But, but hopefully, you know, especially if you're involved in a diverse church, you can have other, other um, uh, people speaking into the issues, talking about it, hearing from their perspective. Right. And, and I, I think it's good to have these types of conversations and, and work through some of these things together as a community to kind of protect yourself from any bias that you might have to kind of downplay this person's history or uphold this person like oh they're a hero they're great you know yes um and so i i think it's very important to kind of have uh have the church culture to help us do that have our local churches to help us do that all right uh so let's deal with our crazy question for this week so um following along the lines of our cancel culture topic here today kenny what was some of your favorite things uh that you didn't want to be canceled but actually were canceled. Yes. Okay. So the first thing is a food item. And this food. was like recently canceled. You talked or, a lot about or, food. Kenny, are you, are you, I mean, we've talked about Uncle Ben. Man, you know, this is our relationship Jemima. was formed, man, you know, through true. food. So, we we, you know, food, we like man. food. We love us um, some food, yes. But yeah, that, like recently in the past couple of years, Betty Crocker came out with the cookie flavor, salted caramel cookies salted and so i I knew that eventually like it was a seasonal item it came out around thanksgiving christmas and like the first year it was out and i got a bag i loved them okay went back to the store they were all gone so the second year i was ready i was like okay i'm gonna stock up i am ready Mm -hmm. man i got like 20 bags of cookies nice i was like i'm gonna save them because i know like the next year like something's gonna happen Mm. And so, like, last year, they didn't come out with them. Mm. And so, like, I still got, like, one bag of cookie. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm spreading like, them out <laughs> you to really, make sure. Like, there has to be some kind of, like, expiration date <laughs> nope, on your nope, cookies, I don't man. care, man. I'm, no, I'm spreading it out so that, that I can make sure that right. I, I have these cookies and I, I don't have to go without them. Um, I, my, I would say a, a TV show. NBC did okay. a show called The Event, and it was dealing with how, like, it was some people from another – Another planet that looked mm. just like humans, but like yes. the DNA was off a little bit. Let's just call them what they were. They were aliens. They were aliens, right? Aliens. But they looked exactly like humans, my and wife, they stayed my young. My wife just stopped listening. Right. Any, any show that has aliens, <laughs> See, that's oh, man, it's cancel culture. It's cancel. She cancels She's any cancel show cult. about aliens. Anything with aliens, I mean, okay. she will turn it straight off. That's so. messed up, Glenna. But yeah, um, we. Um, I, I love that show, and man, I'm telling you, I was mad. Like, it had one season. <laughs> one season. Didn't even let like me know what cliff, happened. Like a cliffhanger no. ends it. Yeah, that's what it no is. Idea. Like, okay, the other, the other Earth comes and, and kind of gets close to our yes, Earth, and good. it's like, we're going to end on this? I know. Like, you what happens end. after this? That's like, not going to work. That's nah. not going to work. So that's mine. What about you, brother? Well, I think I would say uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going with your food theme. One of my uh, 
my favorite chip was Frito Ranch Fritos. Mm-hmm. So you know they yeah. got like the chili cheese flavor and the barbecue. There was a time where they they released the ranch ones, and you can still every now and then I'll see them somewhere. Right. But like they're not like the, you know at one point they were like, and I think for one point they were completely gone. You know, like I never you couldn't even see them. <laughs> Maybe they're making a comeback. Maybe got, you know we'll, we'll see Maybe. if that was it. So that was a terrible thing that they should have never canceled. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to mention was. Um, like somebody who is being canceled currently, which I think is very interesting, is J.K. Rowling. Yes, um, who wrote the Harry Potter series, and uh, wow, I think it's interesting that you know she's being canceled, and yet I, I was actually a big fan of the Harry Potter books. I thought they were thought they were good, done well. Uh, I, I've seen most of the movies, kind of you know off and on, but like, um, but it really was the books. I read through the books, and so uh, yeah, I think it's weird, kind of unfortunate that. Um, the yeah. author of Harry Potter, who was so beloved, so beloved. I mean, the whole series was only beloved. one slip Everybody up. Everybody loved her, and then yes, now she is being uh, canceled over statements she made. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, all kinds of things being canceled today. Hopefully, you guys are not going to cancel our podcast ever. <laughs> right? right. Uh, no, no canceling no for the canceling. podcast. But uh, thanks so much for listening to us, guys. We will check back with you next week. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.